Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fly Cool Shit, powered by Lyft Aviation. I'm Mark. And I'm Jeff. We're back. We're back. We're back. How's the week, dude? It's good. It's good. A little windy. A bit windy here. Um, but it's good. Um, we're across the 50 degree temperatures, which is nice. And, yeah, I, re- uh, um, I when I was in New York, I remember kind of getting it's weird. I, so in New York, I was there. What? I don't know. Three days, three, three nights. I mean, you know, yeah, almost four days. four days. But like um, I, I saw almost the full gambit of weather. We didn't see snow, but rain, um, 72 degree temps and sunny, uh, cloudy and and then cold. Like the first day we got there, I think, you know, it was like, I don't know, 52 degrees and then. It was it was kind of all over the place, and then uh, we was we just went somewhere else, and kind of in the span of a few days, kind of got the full run of uh, weather spectrum too. But uh, well, we're getting it here in California too. I, today's going to be seventy. The high yesterday, the high was fifty-eight. What? Yeah, so it's a, like we're getting we're getting back to like beautiful, beautiful temperatures. It's been a little chilly, but freaking gorgeous outside. Perfect flying weather. It's been absolutely perfect flying weather. Nice. Yeah. Are you so you're at the hangar? Are you doing any flying today? Yeah, I'm gonna go flying later. Got a little bit of work, worky work to do. And um what's what's on the docket for what's on the what's on the on the the must must compete list or complete list? Um well we're gonna count some coffee beans and um (laughs) stacking them beans. Yeah. No, you know, you gotta look at these vendors because they just creep on prices. Um they'll be like, Yeah, you know, we'll lock in our prices, then three months go by and I looked at the receipts uh, yesterday at one of the stores, and we're getting charged like $65 for a 12-pack of Cool Whip. I mean, not Ready Whip, like the whipped cream for the lattes. Yeah. So they just like, they're like, oh, my bad. Like, yeah, okay, buddy. Yeah, it is your bad. Yeah. Um, So like shit like that, you got to keep a watchful eye on. And then like, you try to do like cost-saving things. Um, You know, a lot of the employees will, instead of using, we give them like these tumblers, these branded tumblers. But they always forget them and then, you know, they end up using all the, the cups and the lids and, you know, across all the stores, it adds up to like, I did the math on it. It was like five grand a year. It was costing us. Dang. So, yeah. And we do like, uh, you get a shift meal and shit. So I don't know. I, I didn't think this was a bad idea. What I was going to do is um, be like, hey, you get a free meal every day. Um, but if you don't use the cup we gave you and you keep on just wait, going through plastic and paper cups all the time um you know no shift meal so yeah. i think that's fair yeah right but it just sounds so petty i hate i hate sounding petty like that but it it adds up a lot so shit like petty. that that I'm is doing. petty but it also adds up that, yeah. that's that's the thing yeah i so, get it as a business I mean, owner dude um because uh I, I don't i don't know if i mentioned on here but um my, uh, my wife is, is, um, we're, we're kind of in the process. Uh, I say we, I'm, I'm, I'm have no part of it other than like the financial, I guess, um, 
aspect of it, but uh, we're taking over. Um, she's taking over her family's Ace Hardware. And, I love that. Um, it's a great little store. It's super cool. And she's been wanting to do it forever. And it's, it's finally like, you know, happening. And it's not without its drama, though. But like we noticed that, um, it, you know, so like we get candy and like Ace is weird. And this is a total uh, I, I'll try to keep it as short <laughs> as possible because this would be like, you know, this is not the podcast for this. But um, long story short, the store Ace buys its candy from like Costco. So you basically source like things like. Uh, snacks and drinks that you want to stock in your store that Ace wouldn't stock for you to buy from them, um, if that right. makes sense. So, like, you know, they'll go get the boxes of peanut M&Ms and regular M&Ms, Skittles, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they're buying it at retail and selling it at retail. It's really just more of, like, stuff that, you know, it's and it's not that they're, like, marking it up. It's just more of, like, you could buy it, you know, cheap in bulk at Costco and then sell it for retail. So I, I don't know what what they make on a pack of Skittles, but it's it's not much at all, of course. Um mm-hmm. And they'll notice that that people uh, employees buy candy every day. Like they'll go on a break and they'll buy a Snickers. Well, it's like the transaction fee for that. You know, they they lose money. The store loses money every time an employee buys just just a candy or just a Gatorade or something like that. And so they were trying to figure out a way to, you know, uh, combat that because like yeah, it adds up. Yeah. It adds up to thousands of dollars a year in transactions. Um, but it sounds so petty to be like, can you can you go next door to CVS and buy candy? Can you not buy it yeah. here? But at the same time, it's like if this is like two or three grand a year, hey, two or three grand a year here and there, you know, it adds yeah, up on, on one product. Yeah. So literally, I think I think their their solution is literally going to be uh, like a fr- like basically free. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's literally <laughs> cheaper. It's cheaper to kind of like provide snacks than it is to you know I don't know. It's it's an interesting business ownership for those that have never even like delved into uh, any or dabbled in any kind of business ownership, whether you just kind of self-employed or you have employees. It's fascinating, man. It is yeah. a wild, wild world. Yeah, no, it's 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 a baby. You gotta like you gotta monitor it every day or every other totally. day, kind of. Yeah, there you have to, you have to you know you have to touch it. Yeah, and, and it's funny too because like I was raised so boomer. You know, you got to be there at, at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. You got to, we talked about this, like you got to be there all day. Yeah. So, but my whole thing is like, we've, you know, with my business partner, we've changed everything to digital. So, you know, net with the network. So like I can work mobile anywhere I want and I do it, but I still like in the back of my head, I'm like, so like, am I working? Like, I'm not there, but like, I'm still doing it. I'm doing, I'd be doing the same thing. I'm actually doing more because I'm not distracted by customers or, sure. you know, little bullshit going on, but like. I'm just like so brainwashed to be like, no, you got to be on site. You know, you got to be there. And people that's gotta, so funny, you know, dude. That and is there so is some funny. Tr- there is some truth. Like I, I am there every day. Like I'm at one of the stores every day, but you know, just you to, don't have to be there for 10 hours. Exactly. It's important to show presence. No doubt about it. But you know, like just to stand there and like, like a dictator, you know, cause all I do is just get in their way or I'll make like stupid dad jokes, you know, and, <laughs> just an idiot sometimes but uh um, yeah my wife struggles with that because she was raised the exact same way and her dad who owns the store now that she's taking it over for um you know through this transition it's like you know you you have to be the hardest worker like the owner yeah. has to be the hardest worker you're the one that has to yeah if you need to clean toilets you clean toilets you're there 14 hours a day while everybody else is there eight 
And it's like, that's such a work harder, not smarter mentality. Cause then there's all this like back end stuff, yeah. it, um, flows, workflow stuff that is so outdated and so archaic. And it's like, they look at this stuff. They're like, you could literally make a spreadsheet for this and, and save hours a day in work. And like, nope, yeah. nope. Hard work. It's the job done. You're like, yeah. all right. Okay. Boomer. Yep. <laughs> um, exactly. But yeah, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's very interesting. But, uh, when you, when you're done yeah. counting the beans, are you going to, are you going to be counting snaps or what? Yeah. Gonna I'm going to start working my way uh, through to known. Let's Snap, see here. Snaps, Actually, working away, huh? Let me go get my spreadsheet. Hold on. Hold see, on. there we go. Spreadsheets. Yeah. Spreadsheets. Saving the day. Remember I was telling you, I made that, that cool little list. Yeah. Let's, let's see here. So. Go through it. I was working. See, this is why this sheet's so important. And, and everybody listening, like when you're, getting serious about competition and you want to practice and make the, uh, you know, if you have limited time or, or whatever, and you want to make the most of it, uh, write the shit down and create a spreadsheet. So I did working on the unlimited known. So I did, I hope people don't think this is stupid. Uh, I did figure one every flight for the past four flights. And I grade myself from a scale of one to 10 on how figure one was. And the first flight, um, I graded it at a five, then it went to a five, and then it went all the way up to a 4.5, went down. And the last flight, I got a six, apparently to me. Um, and okay. it was really um, super hypercritical. But um, yeah, just getting the points. It's a it's a P loop with some rotations on top. So let me ask you on... something. Um, how often do you think people, uh, I mean, obviously self critique. You know, we talk about this a lot in aviation, especially on the professional side, the airline side of like debriefs and, you know, really objectively uh, looking at yourself and, and being able to say like, oh, I really dick that up. I'm going to I got to do X, Y and Z next time. And having that, yeah. having having you, obviously you have to have the experience, you have to have the eye to know what you did wrong. But how often do you think you see people self critique like that? in aerobatics, like truly self-critique. I, and I, I mean, truly, like we can always, everybody in aerobatics always is like, you know, they'll be like, oh man, that look, that figure, you know, figure three look really nice, man. You really pulled that off. And they'll be like, oh, that, I've kind of dicked that up, but thanks. You know, it's always like that self-deprecating critique thing, but it's not really a critique. I hate it. I hate it when people can't just admit that they flew a good figure. I hate like, yeah. like, um, like I've sent videos to you guys and like, you guys have been like, oh, you're crushing it, man. And I'll be like, thanks. And like, but like, I'll, I just don't like doing that. Like, oh, like, you know, that was horrible. Like, oh, I could do better or whatever. Or like somebody will send a video and be like, hey, like, you know, like, don't make fun of me. And it's like a 10. And it's like, dude, just what's wrong with being good? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, I wouldn't go as far as being like, oh, I kicked the shit out of this because it's a little cocky. But like, just take a compliment. No, it's always got to be self-deprecating. Like, oh, man, you flew great. Like, oh, thanks. Like, oh, could have done better. And yeah, it's, it's like, like it's like oh, it's almost like you know asking a pilot like hey man how's it going and you're like living the dream you know it's like I'll just never like it forget. just comes out <laughs> dude i'll never forget i got you know I, I had a lot of people call me up with uh with nationals and congratulate me and shit like that and it was really cool and all i said was like yeah thanks like you know I, it was a lot of work but it was so worth it like blah 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 and then like there was two people i'll never you always remember the bad comments right there was two people that called up and they were like cuz on the third flight um you know, I just, 
if I just like I, I I've said it a couple of times, like if all I had to do was make it through with zeros without zeros, and I would win. And um, so that's what I did. I think I took a couple outs or whatever, and I finished like sixth or whatever. I finished first, first, and then sixth. And somebody yeah. was like, "What happened on that third flight?" And I'm like, "You know, I just kind of like just took my time with it, blah blah blah." And they're like, "And they're like, oh, you got to like go full force." So I'm like, "All right, man, thanks. Just say just say good job." And then another person called me. And was like, you know, um, I'm not going to mention the pilot's name. They were like, you know, if I didn't screw up that rotation, I would be, I'd be nipping at your heels. And I would have been like, well, if I didn't screw up three other things, I would have fucking blew you out of the water even more. You know, like, so it's just <laughs> like, like, of course, like anybody could do better, you know? And like, just to say that, like, you think I'm flying at my best right now because I won, like, and then you can say like, oh, well, if I didn't do this, I would have beat you. It's like, no, well, if, if I did this a little bit better, I fucking like because i didn't even think that was my best flying to be honest <laughs> but i thought it was good like i was happy with the with the results sure. yeah yeah you know but yeah. like i just hate those comments of people like well if i would have done like but you didn't but okay. you didn't yeah you know like the french well the french were good, but they didn't show up yeah you know so if the, if the weather would have been this well it wasn't it wasn't sorry like yeah it's just so annoying like just lose if you're gonna lose lose if you're gonna win win and be yeah. you know don't be a little wiener <laughs> <laughs> I, love it, man. I love it dude oh it's so funny yeah if rob um, holland speak- wasn't there i would have won nationals well there's some truth to that <laughs> speaking of wieners can uh, we can we segue into how elon musk's sky penis today uh exploded Oh, it was definitely a, a J-shaped penis. Do, do we? <laughs> do, anybody watch that uh, today? We're, so we're recording today. Um, um, Thursday. Thursday. And it's nine o'clock my time, noon your time. So uh, we saw the launch. Or I, I watched the, the launch live this morning. Um, and I guess, you know, successful failure uh, um, is, I guess, a way to describe it. But um, yeah. it blew up. And before it blew up. It did a series of aerobatic maneuvers, which is not uh, you don't often see a rocket tumble. No, I'm actually trying to find a video of it. Um, it's pretty pretty wild. Before they detonate it, it starts tumbling. It does I don't know several kind of kind of tumbly, uh, out of control maneuvers before it explodes. Yeah, Rob just messaged me that uh, a video of him reenacting the whole tumbling thing, and it's spot on. Spot so. on. Yeah. Be ready yeah. to see that at nationals. <laughs> the the big question is: Was it an inside tumble or an outside tumble? That's the that's the big question. That's mind blown. <laughs> yeah, that would actually be a cool name for Rob to come up with. Uh, the next whatever figure he comes up with, where they're like, I can't, I can't even come up with some ridiculous figure because it's probably possible for this guy. But like, you should just call it the uh, Starship. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, such a nerd such a nerd no I, I i love it i love it um oh man okay so what happened it, like it didn't separate it so it, a few of the motors didn't light or a few of the of uh, the nozzles didn't light um so there were several several uh, like five or six nozzles that didn't light and then um yeah they tried to separate it it wouldn't separate um and so they i guess they eventually it, it either um, they couldn't get it vectored right or because it wouldn't separate, you know, it, it started going out of control and then they had to detonate it. At least the detonation worked, I guess. Um, so there's that. 
But um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how excited they are, nuts, man. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's a, it's cool that it's the it's the heaviest or largest rocket or most powerful rocket, maybe all three, um, launch that's ever occurred. So it's it's bigger than the Saturn V. From what I've read, at least I could be wrong on that, but um, from what I believe, it's bigger than the Saturn V and more thrust. So that in that regard, it's pretty cool. I just thought it's. I mean, I'm not a rocket scientist. You don't say. <laughs> but wouldn't the separation be one of the more relatively uh, simpler things to have made sure it worked than you know I would think. the rocketing? I would think. I wonder <laughs> if you know. You know, it's like. Well, this is the thing: is uh, I mean, NASA went through its its trials and tribulations early on too, of course. But you know, I guess this is the kind of stuff that you find out. Like, you know, uh, did was there torsion? structural torsion involved where like you know the the structure twisted enough to where maybe it didn't it didn't unlock like the locks jammed or you know some some unforeseen thing that couldn't be tested until now which this was this was a flight test that's exactly what it was um that sucks for elon i'm actually dude i'm totally drinking the tesla cool the kool-aid and i love elon musk i think he's awesome but that's got to be a terrible day for him like you think you're having a bad day like, think about this guy who said a fucking billion dollar rocket just blow up because it didn't separate. I hate to be the guy right now that was in charge of that. I think I think some heads might roll. Yeah. That guy, um, the separation guy, is probably the guy who, like, he was probably the guy from the movie Office Space with the stapler, but yeah. like, nobody paid attention to. This is this is a streamline. This is the, this is a separation button. Oh, <laughs> all right, there, Jerry. Just shut the fuck up. Like, hey, but the Jerry. Ser- the, but the, but the servo, the, the servo is is malfunctioning sometimes. Shut up, Jerry. Shut Separation. up, Jerry. You're fine. We're, we're working on rockets over here. All you got to do is just fucking make sure it separates, moron. <laughs> <laughs> He's over there with the F twenty two guy that shot down the balloon. <laughs> Speaking of which, um. Not to uh, get too much into it, but I think we're going to probably have the new uh, uh, 2023 season F-22 demo pilot, Raz, call sign Raz, come on the podcast next week. We're we're working logistics right now. Um, And guys, send us your balloon questions. All right. Send us your balloon questions. I'm very excited to talk about balloons. In fact, I think. I think that's all I want to talk about. I think like when he's like, hey, man, like, what do you guys talk about? Like, what's the podcast about? I'm like, you know what, dude? We're talking about balloons. We're talking about talking popping about balloons, balloons for two hours. Yeah. Balloon I want to know the technical. Yeah. I want to know the technical details. Like, I want to know what what color balloon makes an F-22 pilot the most angry. You yeah. Know, is, it, is it red? Is it? It's probably got to be red. Um, Are you aware of the helium shortage in this country? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you, uh, you know, do you realize when you pop a balloon, a kid cries? How do you feel about children latex? Cry? How do you feel about latex balloons and its relation to allergies? <laughs> are you a my a mylar guy? Or are you a latex guy? <laughs> are your are your are your missiles allergic to latex? <laughs> <laughs> my, how did you guys develop latex seeking balloons? Yeah, or uh, missiles. How do you, when you go to Disney World, how do they do the balloon within the balloon with the Mickey Mouse ears? <laughs> that's a good question. And is that is that just like my? It, I mean, is it, that's a two for one special for an F twenty two pilot. You know, that's like that's a you're almost an ace at that point. Are you good at the balloons popping game on the computer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
do they God. do they practice at at the fair with that squirting the 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 water into the clown's mouth to pop the balloon? Is that how they practice? Yeah. Do you look down on people that blow up latex gloves at the doctor's office? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love it. We can keep going, but we'll we'll save everybody. Yeah. Let's 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 shift gears. Can I uh can I read a little um a little blurb from our uh, good friend Nathan Zyman about Sebring coming up? I love that. Um Sebring. Sebring 85 update, guys. Uh 85th. That's crazy. The 85th, 85th? Sebring Aerobatic Champion. Oh yeah, 85th. God. I know. That's fucking um nice. 85th Sebring Aerobatic Championship is next week, guys. So this is the next week as you're hearing this, April 24th and 27th, okay? At uh uh Sierra Echo Foxshot Airport. Box will be open uh starting the 24th till 7 p.m. Uh, but signing the waiver and flying with the box monitor on the ground is mandatory. Okay. Registration will be from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Thursday, April 27th. Please have the new tech inspection forms download from the ISU website, pre-filled out and ready, and all required documents in order. As a reminder, registration will need seven copies of your A form, 13 copies of your B form, and 13 copies of your C form. That's too many copies, guys, of your freestyle. Seems excessive. That's excessive. Um, we need stapler. We need we need a stapler guy to come in and staple <laughs> we need that. <Jerry>. Yeah. <laughs> um, the seven uh, Sebring Hotel. Hopefully has a couple rooms left available under the IC23 rate. Call them to make your reservation at the negotiated rate. Schedule for the contest Thursday, April 27th. Welcome party, 6 p.m. Either on the flight line or in the FBO. Friday, April 28th, 0700, brief at the judge's tent. Order of flight, primary sportsman, intermediate, advanced, unlimited in the AM, lunch, unlimited, advanced, intermediate, primary, sportsman. Saturday, April 29th, 7 a.m. brief, the judge's tent. Overflow from Friday and then primary sportsman, intermediate, advanced, unlimited. Banquet and awards in the evening. The banquet will be $45 a person with a cash bar. Cash bar? Get that open bar. Come on, Sebring. Get that open bar. Hangar space has been secured and it's $30 a night. 22 pilots pre-registered. Big. That's good. I expect more to show. If you were thinking about attending, please pre-register. Special guest. Special guest. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. The hair man himself, Michael Goulian, stop will be joining it. Tuesday and Wednesday during practice. No yep. way. He's going to be practicing for the Fort Lauderdale Air Show performance and hanging out with everybody and may, may, may offer a critique. Let me tell you, let me tell you why it's so important to get some of these greats back to contest. Cause as you said that, I'm already on his website looking when he's going and I'm going to be looking to see Bring and I might actually shoot down there. Dude, oh, do that's it. That's awesome. Oh, it's right before my birthday. And it's my uh, mother in law's birthday the day before I can't. April, uh, my birthday is May 1st, and hers is April 30th. I'm definitely not going to go. That's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. But that's cool. That sounds like a fun contest. Uh, 85th. Seabrand. Had to have sex that night. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They just ruin everything. Ruin everything. Um, but that's yeah. awesome. Um, also got. Um, the Tracy contest coming up and I'm trying to find the info for that. So bear with me guys. Uh, try to find that. That's so cool. That Goulian's going down there. I hope. I hope so fun. I'd love to get some feedback. You know what they should do? I'm just, I just thought of this. This is a good idea and it wouldn't take much. Um, every IAC chapter should write, go on Microsoft word or something and just type up like five to 10 questions uh, for 
people that come to the contest volunteered or pilots like being like questions like what would make this contest better what would you like to see at this contest is having somebody like a mike gullian make you want to come back you know things yeah. like that and then after the contest when they have their club meeting they can go through all these things and like if 20 people are saying the same thing then it's like okay we should probably do this guys or like hey like they really like this let's make sure we do this again next year you know yeah and that feedback can be shared you know throughout the ic or america i really wish that we had a u.s aerobatic club not this international bullshit um yeah and um that could be shared throughout the club and people can learn from it and you know get a better pulse on on their membership that's actually something they really should do yeah they like, should. even if it's two questions or anything anything to get we need i think there needs to be more feedback because we kind of saw it a little bit with what's going on with aerobatic pilots group on facebook like there people are people are willing to give their thoughts it's just it has to be in the right setting um i think a lot of people want to be anonymous about yeah. it which is i don't agree not that i don't agree with but um it is what it is but they're still willing to share it and it's important so yeah um let, let me know what you think about that that's i like it i do yeah i also i also love the fact that mike is is coming down to hang out like what uh I, and we you know we were kind of chatting with him about some other stuff um earlier in the week but um i just gotta say it again what what a I really am not being tongue in cheek when I say that he's an absolute treasure to the sport. Like he really, really is an amazing human being, just a, in general, an amazing human being, but what a, an incredible treasure to aerobatics, the world of aerobatics, the world of air shows. What a I'll fantastic, I mean, I can't believe that he's showing up, you know? Yeah. He's practicing, but it's like the guy just, he freaking loves this stuff, man. He loves that, it. Do you think Gulen's going to go down as, as the goat with air shows? Um, in, in terms of air show, uh, not, if, if, uh, if you're not sure, do you want me to answer? And then I think, I think you might be on board. Well, I, I think so. My, my short answer is he's on the Mount Rushmore for sure. Uh, I don't know who is, do you think he tops? Well, let me ask you this. This is a, an interesting topic. And I'm not saying that I necessarily think one is better than the other, but I feel like, like Sean package. Tucker, I feel like Sean Tucker air show wise. Is probably the most, but all this is generational though. That's the problem is like, you know, I flew with a guy who, who turned uh, 21 three days ago and he's like, I don't know who Sean Tucker is. And I'm, I'm like, how, how can I be mad? How can I be mad? You know? Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, does Mike go down as one of the, one of, if not the greatest air show pilots on the planet? Absolutely. Absolutely. That guy is going to leave a legacy. I think he's right. I don't see how he can be beat as the goat and he's still flying because like, let's face it, like air show, like the, the average person eating their, um, um, uh, funnel cake, like uh, watching the SC go upside down and tumble and watching, you know, Tucker or whatever. It's all the same to them. So that mm -hmm. they're, everybody's on an equal platform, but I think I don't, I haven't seen anybody do it as good as Mike does on the ground. Like, and no. forget about the business, you know, like you can, you know, Sean got Oracle, Patty got BF Goodridge, Mike got Goodyear. Like they're all, I think business wise, I mean, I would favor Mike, but I just, you know, uh, followed him a little bit more. 
but like as far as on the ground like the guy's got the trail the, the the trailer set up he's got the viewing area every he's got the staffing he's got the catering like and he's there you know he's 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 re- he only represents good brands and he's and it's not just one brand like sean i'm not taking anything away from the guy you got a major major sponsorship oracle but it was oracle like mike like can talk to you and 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 gives feedback and and increases brand awareness and and the things that he represents so like who's on the ground like there's nobody that's done it better nobody that's even come close yeah i i don't disagree with that you know yeah because you know oracle is not an aviation company uh, by any by any means they they provide nothing uh specifically for aviation where um mike if you look at what mike's you know his major sponsors his title sponsors um i can't think of one except for reebok um but he used reebok he like flew with reeboks like he everything that he's been sponsored by he's used whereas you know there's nothing that oracle can provide sean tugger or provide yeah. sean well, tugger that he could use for Larry and you know his son had a passion for aviation that's pretty much what that was yeah, which and I, I'm not. We need. I, I want to see more yeah. non-aviation sponsors. I love. I want Oracle to come back. I'm telling you, Rob Holland, Red Airplane. You know, Oracle. I, I, dude, I'm. I would love it. I would love it. Um, what, what? Bring them, bring them. Monster. Yeah, we're still dude. working with Monster. We keep trying to. We, and Rob got the two airplanes for. He's got the mm-hmm. MX two. Oh, man, why can't he, these? He like, needs a major title sponsor for sure. Um, and he deserves one, first of all. If anybody is one. good at Photoshop, so somebody needs to Photoshop his MXS in an Oracle scheme. Yes. Like the like the Oracle scheme that they had with the 300L that uh, they were doing. The red with yeah, the yeah. white checkerboard. That'd be such yeah, a yeah, yeah. uh for Tatima. Like uh during yeah. the like the, doing the stars of tomorrow and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um yeah, and even I mean, when Jesse like, Panzer was flying it with um with Sean uh, doing the kind of two ship thing that they were doing for a while. All around and when I say like the goat as far as an air like the flying is you the flying's not what it's Look, I'm so, really looking at like it's the whole package but but also here's what's interesting um i agree with you and i and i agree um like it's better? it's hard to argue against mike and and i will actually bring up the flying now sean is a to say sean tucker is an incredible pilot undersells sean's talents for sure his ability to talk while flying, to do what he was doing, to pull the G's and push the G's that he would do, and then describe his maneuvers while talking to the crowd. Um, just an absolute cool. showman, you know, showman. I mean, he's he was an absolute showman. Um, his routine, I would say, um, it was an air show routine more than like an arresty routine. You know, I, th- I don't think very many people would disagree with that. Although, the style, you know, yeah, the style, Mike's. And Rob's, but uh, Mike's routine is he's he's doing that for himself and and for us. We notice, right? The, just you're absolutely right. The person eating the funnel cakes not not going to notice those crisp stops, or 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 maybe they notice them, but they don't care, right? Um, but the way that man flies a routine is a it shows a discipline inside him. And it, well, and it there's a comes off the discipline and safety too. Like you don't want to be sloppy. 
No, hundred percent. But but I wouldn't say Sean Tucker's routine was sloppy. I don't, and I wouldn't say like Skip Stewart's routine is sloppy. It's just a different, you know, like it's it's a different display of of aircraft and pilot ability, yeah. in my opinion. Whereas you look at like a Rob Holland, you look at a Mike Goulian, um, they just they just they display their talent differently. And Mike is almost, you know, it's like, uh, you know, that that definition of integrity is like kind of doing the right thing when nobody's looking, which is not really like it's not really relevant to how I'm describing his routine, but it's like he's going to fly the best he can and the crispest he can. And he's going to stop his roles as as perfect as he can, whether Mm -hmm. somebody notices it or not. And it's like that discipline that in-flight discipline, it, it just matches his personality to a T. You you can never get him, I don't know, I mean, maybe you could, but I, I don't think it would be innate in him to just to do like a barnstormer routine where it's like, no. you know, like soft and flowy aerobatic maneuvers. It's just not, not him. He's, he flies who he is. And that's not yeah. to say that one is better than the other. It's just like, when you look at that, you're like, oh, He's been flying that way for decades and he's never going to stop. He's not changing who he is. In fact, I think he's even alluded to it on the podcast. Like it was really interesting to hear how, you know, he'd go and, and train, um, you know, in Louisiana with, uh, with Kevin um, and, and, and kind of break into uh, this, the start of the season and warm up, right? Like how, how little he would fly and what, how little he would do to start and then warm his way up. I I'd be willing to bet that before he changes his routine 1% he'll retire. If he has to change his routine 1% he'll retire. Yeah. That that would be and we'll get him back on the podcast and he he I'm sure he'd be more than willing to answer that and I don't want to speak for him but it's just like that speaks to that discipline. So fast or so to expand on that how who's better who's better than Michael Goulian? And and, and again looking at I the legacy feel. looking yeah looking at what this guy does what he's built his flight school, his business, you know, it's, it's, again, it's a legacy. It's an empire. You know, how many people have, have gone through um, and started teaching for Mike, you know, Rob Holland's a good example of that. Right. Um, You know, there's a lot of people that have kind of come through there or have been, um, you know, inspired by Mike or, uh, you know, Rob Dumovic is a good example. Um, Pablo Bronco is a good example. You know, these guys that that either get mentored by Mike or work for Mike or both um, and go on to be, you know, go on to start doing, you know, pretty great things. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, he's amazing. And he's he's just one of those guys that is in terms of total package. God, it's hard to beat him. I, I think Sean Tucker's right up there. I think the routines are different. I think uh, obviously Sean's retired. Um, Mike is still very much you watch that routine mike hasn't slipped a freaking ounce man he's not slipped an ounce that guy god that he, fly. he flies lights out who flies an air routine routine lights out you know rob to me rob looks like uh i mean his routine is i think his routine in terms of maneuvers is unmatched <laughs> yeah um, totally. you know who, who would argue that um but i feel like uh this, the flying styles are are still different, and 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 Rob looks so relaxed and almost bored. I know <laughs> he's not, and I know he's not relaxed. He's obviously very attentive and knows exactly what's going on. And but you look at like 
the way Mike flies. Mike Mike is flying like he's at a contest. Yeah. You can see his face. You 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 see the in cockpit footage and he's just right there. He's you're not taking the uh, you're not taking the arresty pilot out of that cockpit. Never. And never I ever. I love it, man. I I fucking love Mike. I you know. I, and I've told him that. I was like, I, 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 you threw the text. I think, you know, we were talking. I was like, man, I fucking love you. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best. He, he's yeah. he's just one of the greatest to ever do it, if not the greatest. And I think. I hate that he's so down to earth, too. It's like, can't you just be like some fucking weirdo? Like, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I, I think. You uh, and I have, we have to like reach for things that, that make a joke about him, like a mini blow dryer, and like, which is obviously not true. Yeah. No, he, he's <laughs> so, so like, down to earth. And and the yeah. fact that the guy is going to show up to to Sebring and and yeah. you know throw out some critiques and then you know again like uh, this all it's all kind of part and parcel but like when we were hanging out with David Martin and and Mike um, at Nationals which is the weirdest sentence to say I'll say that again weirdest sentence to say mm-hmm. um, surreal experience but you hear them just starting to talk you realize that they you're never going to take their eye out of aerobatics and, and their mind the, the way they talk and think yeah, and great. look at something it's so analytical and then they, it just takes them right back into the cockpit of how they would do something or how they would look at something or how they would view something and you know i i don't know when mike's last contest was we asked him that um but it's been a long time right it's been a long time i think like 2002 ish yeah or i was gonna say early early 2000s mid 2000s early 2000s um, super early 2000s yeah y- yeah I tell you what, tell me, tell me that guy couldn't critique what and critique well any flight from primary to unlimited right now. Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, we were, you and I were talking about airship performers and this and that. And, um, which is a, that's a topic for an, another, um, episode. But if I was ever, if I, if I ever had a dream of becoming an airship pilot, um, you know, we talked about which road we would take and this and that. Like the first, you know, amongst a couple other minor things of, as far as making the decision and, and putting it out into a plan and, and seeing how I can make it sustainable. Um, I would beg, I would call up, Gillian would be the first phone call and be like, hey man, like I would love to work for you. Like, and like even at the, I mean, it's going to air show to air show with you and just washing your plane and getting the experience. That, like that's, to me, like that's, that's what I feel like nobody's really doing is like talk, you know, getting on board, getting the experience on the ground and seeing the business end of this and, and how to make it work. Like everybody has a passion for flying that wants to do airship. I get that. Like, yeah. you know, we all want to do that, but. Well, and not to not, derail, but that we're, yeah. we're seeing that right now, the new generation of airshow pilot, um, whether they become something or not, but we're, we're kind of seeing this like, um it's it they're 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 literally completely backwards it's it's they promote on social media that they're going to be an air show pilot they buy an airplane they they flood social media with with cool flying or you know like hey throw the smoke on do aerobatic maneuvers and it's it's all promo and then it's like oh shit i gotta get my sack card oh shit i gotta go to icast oh shit i have to actually like um develop I, I, this has to be more than just on the surface. Then there's, it's a, it's like the iceberg effect, like all this stuff you have to do that these guys make it look easy. The Rob Hollins, the Mike Goulians, the Sean Tuckers, um, the Skip Stewart's that all, all that it took decades 
to figure this out and build yeah. and and culminate and curate and and just as you said uh like uh you know owning any business you think you think Mike Goulian isn't working on his business his um air show business every single day some way shape or form and I'm not talking about the flying I'm talking about on the computer or you know some business plan or talking to some sponsor or um you know planning, planning icas yeah. planning like the two schedules years out Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, all yeah. these guys are, are, they're looking two years ahead, five years ahead. I'm sure, I'm sure Mike has, you know, goals or ideas that, that are 10 years ahead, you know, in terms of, of marketing and it, there's so much to it. And we're, we're seeing kind of the back end, which maybe is not any different than how Mike got into air shows. You know, um, it's kind of like, uh, you know, listening to Matt Chapman, uh, talk about starting contests and Mike's not much different. You know, you've, you kind of, you kind of find a cheap airplane and you just kind of show up and go and then, then you figure it out. Right. I, I, you know, maybe that's not the wrong thing to do with air shows, but boy, you look at, you look at the top air show acts now and to, to call them an act and not a business is probably maybe a little um, underselling. Right. I mean, these are businesses. Michael Goulian's a business serious. Yeah. Dude. I mean, that dude's no yeah. joke and he, he takes it very seriously. And the other thing too is like you look at all the IAC competitors that went into air shows. I mean, the IAC competitors that got a lot of experience within the competition and, and that discipline. For the most part, um, they're all still doing it. You know, they're alive. And then you know, a lot of times, I mean, not to speak ill, but it's some of these accidents that happen. It's like you know, they're usually not from a competition background, and it's it's, it's sad. You know, so like. I think it's overlooked the IAC as far as how important it is to get that discipline and and learn how to you know fly within certain confinements in every type of condition you know wind wise temperature wise and um, you know surrounding you know you could fly an air show with you know all these between the crowd line and then also buildings on each side and just funky situations so you know it's all looking easy this and that just go buy an airplane and do a loop and a roll it whatever 500 feet and nothing will happen until something does but yeah anyway we're going to talk about that on another episode because i don't have any air show experience and we're going to get somebody on that does and can give yeah, an exactly. actual opinion so i don't want to pretend like i know what i'm talking about no and that's that, it, that's such a fascinating world for me I, honestly i mean I, I i'm not going to do air shows i i see no no uh point in my my piloting career that i'm going to be doing air shows and i don't really have a desire but it mm-hmm. it interests me more than like the the contest side in a lot of ways because it's it's just such a fascinating world um, of trying to make money in aviation, right? Um, every professional pilot out there is like, you know, it, it, we take airline flying for granted because we just make a salary, but it's like so many people are just trying to make a buck to yeah. to I would you know I would love to get somebody on, and the only way that I don't think anybody would be willing to like let their name fly, but let them come on as like an anonymous person. And I would love to ask all the questions about air shows, like um, start, you know, from start to finish, like, how do you, what do you charge? What do people usually get paid to come to an air show? Um, I think what you get as a performer, as far as like uh, perks, like, you know, a couple of cases of Royal hotel room, a car, that's pretty don't well-known uh, facts. Um, you know, and talk about like, 
you know, who do you like working for? Which air bosses are good? Which air shows are, are good or bad? You know, um, sponsorships. Um, yeah, anything, any type of random question that comes to our heads and get honest answers of the stuff that people are usually not willing to talk about um, publicly. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because I'm curious as to why, like, not curious as to why, but like, you know, we're seeing a different type of performer, you know, coming through the air shows right now, like that, you know, Matt Chapman, Gullian, Holland, that competition pedigree. Um, and not not to take anything away from, you know, Skip Stewart's and, and the Kyle Franklin's. I'm, no, I just don't have no. any real knowledge of that stuff. And But like, you know, seeing the high performance monoplane routines that, you know, you and I love, like we're not seeing that that pedigree anymore. You know, that person that spent 10 years, you know, and competed at a, a, at a high level at, nat, you know, high level at nationals or worlds, like at a, and 30 and under right now. Yeah, Sammy, it's, but Sammy's yeah. not competing anymore. But he did. He, no, he obviously no, but he for sure. He and he's got the, he's got that that foundation. I mean, I, I say he's got that foundation. I mean, he's he's literally he's one of the better he's one of the better aerobatic pilots in the country. I mean, he's 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 right up there. I mean, yeah, he, he's a phenomenal pilot. So his although he doesn't compete now, well, he's got a great and, foundation. And, I think that's yeah. what makes him a great pilot. Is like. Um, quote unquote, like raised right. So, like, he was flying cubs, gliders, all the shit, and like got a great foundation and can now, because he has all these great skills, can pick up things really fast. He's just a great pilot. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. I agree. Man, I, I love that. I love this world. It's a fascinating world to me. Fascinating yeah. world to me. And it's fascinating too because, um, you know, with regard to air shows, there there's such a spectrum. It's such a large spectrum. Like we see, I don't know, a lot of the acts now, like you you have Sammy. Um, Sam, you know, Sammy's a fantastic example of this, actually, because you have somebody who's an extremely talented pilot in an extremely capable airplane. And I haven't seen his I haven't seen his routine in person. I'm gonna try it. I say this every year. I'm really gonna try to go to Huntington Beach this year. My my schedule's getting tossed. It's just got in fact yesterday got more news that it got tossed upside down even further. But um like the rest of the year is like not looking good. In fact, I'm not even sure if I can make nationals now. Uh because things are just getting thrown all over the place with with commitments for work and I got to go train in a new jet which takes 3 months. It's a huge process. Okay. Um but um I really wanted to I want to see Sammy in person perform because you know, he's he's definitely going to be it, what if it's not now i mean it's going to take time it all it always does but he's he's new this is his second actually this is his first full season in the edge uh 2023 last year was was right was a partial season if i remember correctly i think he started in the pits and then moved yeah. uh moved to the edge but um first full season you know i'm sure he's still got a lot to learn in that airplane in terms of uh, maneuvers that he wants to do perfecting maneuvers and then you know it takes time to incorporate those into uh, into an act, he's going to be one of the great air show acts. He's definitely going to be up there. Um, I have no doubt. A absolutely yeah. no doubt. But you have a lot of people coming into the air show world now. And, and he's not an air show newcomer by any stretch. He's been doing air shows for years, long time. But I, I don't know, man. You see like the average, the 
when I, I don't even know how to describe this. The average act for either a monoplane, but it's mostly biplanes, you know, like a lot of S1 acts. Um, I, I don't know. I, where do these fit? You know, I'd love to, I'd love to know. I'd love to talk to Goulian about this and Holland for that matter. Um, and I don't know how candid they would be willing to be on, on a podcast. Um, I think we know, we know their answers offline, but, and I won't say, I won't say either way, uh, cause that's, that's for them to say, uh, but the average act coming out now, I, I don't know that, is there a room to grow? Like when you see a certain Pitts S1 act, do you see that person morphing, growing, slipping into eventually a Michael Goulian, a Rob Holland, even a Skip Stewart? I, no. I don't know that I see that. And that's no. that's what I'm wondering is, is Sammy, I see that. Sammy is going to, he's the next cadre of of high profile booking air show act right at least in my opinion well i don't think um, he I, wants, I, I, I don't wrong. think he's go i don't think he's going to because like well, know, he's, flying corp, he's flying corporate but i don't think there's i don't know about the money aspect as much but i don't think these these venues are are giving the performers enough money to make it worth their while so like people that are, are established like and and grew with the industry as you know are are doing okay i think but for somebody to come in and try to make a career out of it um it's a long investment and you know whether that's taking out a big loan and getting a lot of experience and just flying 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 and 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 just putting your name in a ring for four or five years and then being able to ask for high dollar amounts but i don't even think they're willing to pay you know i think yeah. that's why we're seeing a lot of these different acts that are willing to be like yeah i'll fly i don't care just like fill up my gas tank <laughs> yeah or whatever you know which like, which sucks because it dumb it 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 undermines the air show industry for sure and, and it kind of creates a false economy when people don't have to care about making money at the air shows they care you know you know most of them are corporate pilots air, airline pilots i mean even the big acts though uh, uh yeah. fall into that too you know kirby's a, a pilot for southwest uh mark Sorensen's a pilot for southwest yeah. skips a pilot for fedex um uh, Patrick and, and from, Sammy doesn't strike me as the person that I mean, I don't think he'll ever stop flying air shows, but I don't think he's the type of person that needs to stroke his ego that much uh, to go broke flying around the country, um, you know, flying for nothing. You know, no. I think that he he stick to his his uh, what he's doing now and sprinkling an air show here or there. But I don't think we'll. I mean, I don't know who's. Uh, you know, as far as like a Goulin coming with the 18 wheeler or Tucker with the chalets or, you know, Rob with, you know, 20 titles. Like, I don't, I don't know who's next in line. I don't either. It's somebody that has to go all in. Cause if you ask any of these guys, um, they're going to say it's your, it's your entire life. I mean, look at the sacrifices they all made yeah to get to where they are and now now they have they can pick and choose right they can they can work as much as they want or as little as they want granted they have sponsor commitments and things like that but um yeah. you know um i'm sure mike would would probably admit um that he he missed a lot of moments in his family's life um he brought his family with him which is a big help but i think we we look at a lot of these air show pilots and hey competition pilots too like if you're going to ante in for unlimited you're sacrificing your family whether it's your wife and kids husband 
um, significant others, boyfriends, families, you're missing, you're missing moments. No doubt. You're, you're, you're missing moments. And, um, is it worth it? You know, it's for somebody like Sammy too. Sammy likes his off time. That dude's out, you know, dirt biking, you know, yeah, and, and like shooting freaking guns into the trees and, and going crazy and, uh, mountain biking and then, you know, go-karting and I, I don't know, whatever dude, he, that guy's, he's living it, man. He's living the dream. He's, he's, and he's married now. Um, so maybe, you know, doing some, doing, uh, shows where he doesn't even have to like stop for gas, you know, so he can do Camarillo, he can do Huntington beach. He can, he can do, you know, uh, like March air force base. He can come up and do Salinas. You know, some of these shows where like, you don't even have to do a fuel stop. If that's all he wants to do, that's, Hey, more power to him. And that may be all he wants to do. You're right. You know, Hey, go fly corporate and then do some shows here and there and then go freaking, uh, fuck off on your off time and have a great time. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that's, I, I kind of respect that more than how a lot of other people do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got to get him back on the show. I know. I love that guy, man. Uh, he's, he's another one that's just an, just an insane an insane person, but I'll say it again. Oh, we need a civilian formation team. We need a Northern Lights uh, 2.0, not exactly Northern Lights, but oh, God, I know Dude, it's, it's, we're just talking about there's no money in our shows. Um, well, and we need somebody to do it. <laughs> did we talk about? I think we did talk about how Sean put all his gamers up for sale. So like Confluent, which was their sponsor, fell through again. So they're, they're, or so I, I well Confluent didn't fall through again. They were they were going to be AWS, and then it was going to be Confluent. Both of those went tits up. So yeah. all those are, and, and those airplanes were sold. So it's, it's a done deal. Now Sean's done. Um, whether all of them are sold or not, I don't know, but I think two of them or three of them were spoken for. And um, we're going to go overseas. Cause I talked to a guy who was thinking about buying one and he, he literally was going to go fly out to do a demo flight. And Sean Collin was like, Oh, don't even come out, dude. They're uh, they're in, they're in contract. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's unfortunate. I mean- how much do you think a, a civilian performer is getting these days to like go to, um, uh, well, that's, that's like, you know, we're I talking about like Oshkosh, like we, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, I, but I don't think they pay their performers. Right. Oshkosh is like, not like, that's a, that's a, you're, so like, you know, the, you're showing up for your, thing, your sponsor obligation at that point. Right, right. But like there's, you can't get a sponsor these days. So now like, you're at a it's such a uh what do you call that the term i'm talking about um but yeah like you can't get a sponsor because there's no money in air shows but then like oh come to oshkosh so you can get some brand you know some brand awareness it's like well i'm not a brand yeah and well, so i'm just like, a guy or a girl like i don't know it's kind of unfair when you think about it like how like the air show people air show uh not coordinators um event holders what do you want yeah, the promoters air show? Yeah, like they're just like not greedy, but like maybe there's just not enough. There's got to be enough money in some of these big shows with the ticket sales and the merch and and all that crap. You know, it, you know. I mean, there certainly is, especially for something like like Sun and Fun and, and Air Venture. Um, I mean, those are those are the biggest shows in the country. Well, let's just say like round numbers, right? Round numbers, you're going to get like eight to ten grand as a top tier monoplane performer, right? Your motor is over a hundred grand. So, like, if you toast the motor, like you're you're fucking eating ramen the whole year. Yeah. 
So like, unless you have an engine cr- sponsor, but even yeah. then, you know, um, I, I'm not going to mention who we talked to, but it's like, you get a sponsor from somebody like, let's say Lycon, you know, you may get an engine a year, which is, that's huge. I'll repeat an engine a year from Lycon. Let's they, tally they up how that. much money that is. Yeah, they do. I mean, so and and we know who, who is sponsored uh, by them, but it's like, what about if you need another one? What if that, what if that engine just, it, you know, you hope they make that's, it. That's an established person. Yes. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about one of the best. Yeah. <laughs> this is an established person. This is, this is, uh, yeah. It's this almost like Joe Blow. I mean, I'm, I'm, I hate to even use the U word here because, you know, I grew up working, um, contracting and stuff and <laughs> the unions, but like, should the air show pilots have a union? Hey, I, dude. I, I'm Multiple part of an airline whatever. union. I'm I'm pro union, dude. I I, I you know all the airlines are, or like, at least all the big airlines are union. Should we dig uh, up Jimmy Hoffa and get him to unionize the performers? Should, it's not a bad you idea. Should start burning burning hangers and air show venues? <laughs> you and I, I should show up. We should dress like 1950s, 1940s, like uh, whatever, like suits and everything. I'll get a I'll get a fake wig to slick my hair back, and we'll start talking with like a, a Jimmy Hoffa accent. <laughs> You know, and uh, and (laughs) unionizing the uh, the performers. Don't cross the line. Don't don't cross the crowd lines. (laughs) 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 And just pick it. We'll have these like stupid big signs. Sorry. Some type of like some type of chant. You know, some type of poetic chant. Like we won't roll until we get a cash roll. I don't know. I mean, it's not a bad idea, you know, that's a whole thing though. And probably more work than it's worth. And, um, you know, everybody'd have to be on, no, no, no. I'm talking about just in general. I'm not, I'm not doing it. They, you know, air show pilots can form their own freaking union. If the Don called me and it just, it's so perfect that, that Gullian's name is the Don, but yeah, if the Don called you and I, and it was like, Hey, we're, uh, we're going to, you know, move in on this crew, whatever night. Uh, we're gonna right before. we're gonna move in on this crew. Yeah, right before the freaking like, Godfather. Yeah, yeah, we'll be uh we'll be in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, with our Molotov cocktails ready to go. I'll be like, yeah. Mike, I'm I'm there. I am there, ready to go. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, maybe there should be a union for show performers. I mean, because like anybody with half a brain is gonna put together a business plan and and for what they're paying for you to. To, I mean, if you look at the investment, like, look at, could you, I would love to ask Julian or Holland or Bourbon, Goody, like all these guys that, that have so much experience, like how much money have you spent to get to this level? And it's not to be like, um, uh, I hate to sound so like not upfront, but like, I hope it's not an insulting question or classless question, but it's more so like the amount of money that that these guys have put with training, coaching, you know, maintenance, blah, 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 everything is substantial. And I don't think air show venues, you know, the people that put together these air shows understand the investment that, that pilots like that are, no. that are good. Now I'm not talking about the guy who goes out and buys a X amount of dollar plane and gets, you know, 20 hours of experience as an air show pilot. That that's, that's what we're, that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing that now. Uh, yeah. But like, I don't think that the promoters or the, the organizers understand the amount of money 
And I think if they did, they'd be more keen, hopefully, to to pay them more because they deserve it. And I, it, and I think that's anybody like like I feel like I've invested a lot in my in my experience, you know, with with getting to the level I am. And I'm not even I would never even think about going into the air show industry right now because the it, it doesn't make any financial sense to and even if you wanted to break even. You know, because like you can't, I don't even think you can break even owning an SC and flying air shows right now. I, so like, why I, would I, I do that? I honestly, I think it's, it's a matter, you know, people that are doing it are, it's a tool to get exposure. Like, I'm not saying that, that Rob uses contests to make himself uh, get more or, or make himself more valuable to the air show industry, um, but it does. And I'm not saying that him flying air shows gives him more um, visibility to sponsors uh, that also sponsor him for the, the, you know, for the competition season, but it does. It's all this, this for him, you know, it really, they're almost like he kind of, he kind of wants and needs both to feed each other, I would imagine. But like you look at, um, I don't know. There's so many air show pilots where it's like, okay, it's like you have a very, very sporadic air show season. Like Patty Wagstaff, like she does like, I'm not, not calling out for any, any, um, not begrudging or anything. It's just more of like, just an interesting observation of, you know, she's, she's pretty regional. Like she'll do Oshkosh. Um, she does sound fun, but like she'll, she does a few a year. Um, no, no major sponsors, like some smaller sponsors, no title sponsor. But it's a little bit like, okay, I get you love it, but like, also why? Right, right. Like, why are you you you're you're not getting rich off of the air show industry? For of course, it's not. It's probably break even at best. At best, if not, you might even be losing money doing it. So, okay, you love it, um, but it's not serving any greater purpose. It's not. It's not sponsor obligation. It's not. Um, it's. You know, you need the sponsors to to make it, yeah, make it doable. Whatever for what you're doing, you know, yeah. uh, five or six air shows, even ten air shows a year is you know pretty part time, <clears throat> pretty part time air show routine, uh, totally. or pretty uh, part time air show schedule. So I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. And I think that it's interesting. Oh man, I'm gonna make a real. I shouldn't make. I'll, I'll tell you offline of 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 what it's like. But uh, in general, I think that people entering the industry in the past and present and accepting lower than quote-unquote acceptable money has driven you know the good pilots out of the industry because the organizer is going to be like well why would i pay you 15 grand when i can get a guy to do the same thing in his eyes yeah uh, for 2500 yeah that's i I think that's a real going to be a real problem and yeah you know what sucks too is like this is both sides of the coin is that a new up and comer, an upstart air show routine can't charge and shouldn't charge what a Michael Goulian charges to do an air Never. show. Right. So, so, and why would they? Right. So, on one hand, it, it's like it is undercutting. But on the other hand, it's like, well, they're no, it's they're an inexperienced new air show act. They're going to charge less. They should charge less. And, and I would fully expect that. But then you look at it from a promoter standpoint. And a, and, and a booking standpoint, it's like, well, I can get this person. Okay, they fly a biplane that puts smoke out. You know, the crowd doesn't care whether they're yeah. a good pilot or not. 
You obviously have a sack card. You're safe. And then enough. they'll be gone in three years and yeah. they'll, the industry will have no growth. Yeah. Union. <laughs> well, it, I mean, you know, this would be a really interesting topic to talk to Mike about because, um, you know, I wonder, like, did, would he even benefit? You know, he's at the top of the game. He can charge whatever he him. wants. Doesn't affect him. Um, I don't obviously think that he Mike wants can to charge the... whatever he wants. I don't think so. Well, I guess I mean, like, he's not. I don't think he's haggling. I mean, he's to, got to he's, do. It's sponsored. I, I think it's bonus money for for him. Um, and I don't mean that in a mean way. No, I know. I think, no, you know, I know what you sponsors. mean. The sponsors are. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. But but at the same time, he's still. It's like, well, I'm a professional. I'm showing up. I don't care what my my sponsors are going to pay me. What my sponsors pay me. But for right. you to book this act. You know, here I am. Exactly. I, I would. I, I wonder. I mean, and I don't. I don't know if he'd be willing to talk about that publicly, but I wonder because you might be right, and I think you are right that I know what you mean by bonus money. It's just it's it's money on top of the money he's already negotiated right. in terms of salary for spon- for his sponsor. Like, but I mean, like, look at this. Yeah. Like, Mike and Rob, um, especially like East Coast, like mid, like Texas. Texas and East. Who am I missing that flies a monoplane besides Mike and Rob? Like full time air shows, full time air show pilot. Um... Right. So, like, who's gonna who's gonna do the photo shoot? Who's gonna do the photo shoot with the blues and the and whatever when those guys? I know. Are I know. And I'm not saying like that. That's super important or whatever. But like, that's just saying like, there's. I'll back you can't... up. I'll, I'll stop you right there. It is important because you know what Rob Rob has worked really hard. I, I don't know that all we can make public, but Rob has worked really hard and really closely with the military, both Air Force and the Navy. You know, th- this past weekend at, at no, Key West, yeah, him doing that saying... heist, no, 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 but like him doing that pass with Fat Albert was the first. Yeah. So, which is awesome, gonna, but I'm but saying that's like, to your it's point. not going to happen anymore. That, but that's my point. That's to your. I'm I'm literally. That back you up a hundred percent. I a hundred percent agree. Who's going to do that legwork? So it's not the person half-ass in an airshow routine uh, to just be an airshow pilot, right? So these why... are these are real hard workers. These are pioneers. Like not to be cliche, but Rob is literally pioneering a lot of this stuff. And there's more stuff 100%. that we can't talk about. And it's it's super important. And and it 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 gets maybe it gets lost. You know, the average spectator just sees Rob flying with fat Albert Mm -hmm. and says, okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. But that's, you, you guys have no idea there. Yeah. You're going to be like, what, what happened? Like, why isn't this? And it's like, people don't realize like there's, there's nobody come there's. And, and my question is why, why are we not? Is it cost of airplanes? Is it, you know, um, mentorship? Is it, you know, what, why, why is the industry a lot different than it was like when you and I were kids and growing up? And obviously yeah. I think financial, you know, just basic economics on, on things is one of the, the major players in this. Um, but I think that there's enough smart people within the industry and that are involved in, in this sector that can come up with um, the ability to, to um, give advice and, and, you know, business strategies to to up and comers to make it work, but you know it's hard. 
I, I think it's a grind in the beginning. I mean, it's a huge grind. Full time. You know, Gulen fucking grinded for like 15 years, probably. I'm just yeah. guessing right now. It's not in my head. Well, hypothetically, not hypothetically. Coming up with a uh, somewhat of a guess. But, and Rob, Rob, Rob did the same. I mean, like, it's a grind in the beginning, but everybody just wants to be like fucking, you know, a major act within two years. And it doesn't happen. They leave or they just, they kind of dilute the industry a little bit. And, sucks you know yeah. but it's it's a fucking grind yep um it, I, it's 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 more than i would ever want to bite off and chew yeah for sure for i would sure. love to, we got to get somebody on and um it's a shame because most of our fans will know their voice whoever we get on but maybe we get it like got, one of those uh voice changing apps You but know, in like, like a dark room with a silhouette. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in a, like the subtitle is like voice and uh, picture have changed to protect. Yeah. <laughs> Problem yeah. is, is we get that, you know, like we get Ghoulie on and he's like, you know, her, so Ursula were changed. I was walking to the call and he's like, you can hear the Bostonian <laughs> accent. You're like, ah, that's fucking Ghoulian. We should get somebody who's retired from the industry. I mean, I don't think Chapman would at this point, but like, Maybe like an ex Northern Light or uh, Rocky Hill. I don't know Rocky Hill at all, but like maybe he'd be willing to to go into it. I can get in contact uh, with him. I can get in contact with I him. I would love to talk to Rocky. He had like a I I look not, I didn't look up to him as a kid, but like I did. I love this flying. I I dude, can I can I make a can I make a sweeping statement that I don't think I've made on this podcast? I made a lot of sweeping statements on this podcast, but I'm gonna make a sweeping statement about Rocky Hill. You'd go gay for him. Yes, but that wasn't my sweeping statement. I would go gay oh. for him. I am gay for Rocky Hill for sure. Um, best <laughs> sounds like a movie. <laughs> best mid wing extra performance ever. Really? I think so. He he I, put that thing through its freaking paces. He had different ailerons on him. I think. I mean, his was like an um, his was a, a, a it was a kind of a freakazoid airplane. He was a little Frankie Steiny. Yeah, it was, it was freaking Steiny. Um, but what an, he's an incredible act. He was an incredible pilot. I'm, I'm sure still is, but, um, and he's local. So I can, um, I can get a hold of him. It's not, I, I think I can get a hold of him, uh, uh, get a hold of him and, um, and try. I would love that. Yeah. He's I amazing. Love that. I reached out to Bill Stein again too. We talked, I talked to Bill Stein, um, maybe God, this is like a year ago. I was like, Hey, would, would you be interested? And he's like, sure. Let me know. Um, Dude, I so look I, at that guy, and like for some reason, my brain just like goes right to him on stage with like Jimmy Buffett as like a backup guitarist kind of thing. I cannot unsee that guy at a Jimmy Buffett concert for some reason. Going down to Margaritaville, right? Like he just seems like he's like got some type of frozen <laughs> cocktail at, in oh, his yeah. hand all the time. You know, just rocking and, the Tommy Bahama. Yeah, just he's, like whatever, man. He's. He is as California as it gets. He's he's literally the prototypical California hippie. You know, lives in Santa yeah. Cruz area. Um, just you know, does his thing. Like, he's hey man, cool like, dude. give me give me an give me an edge and a headset, man, and I'm good. You know that kind. Yeah. Of, I, he's 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 as cool as the breeze, and he's one of the best to ever do it. I mean, he's another. He's an absolute freaking legend. He's I heard he's legend. like the guy to learn formation from. That's yes. What the, that's what the well, uh, rumors are. He's he's taught a lot of 
acts formation. Yeah. And he's been involved with a lot of formation. Obviously he was involved with stars of tomorrow. Would love to talk to him about that. Um, the collaborators was a phenomenal team, still an underrated team. In my opinion, um, air show act. I, I just dissimilar formation and how they did it and the act they put together, you know, um, if there's one thing that Sean Tucker can do, and I'm not saying that he was the sole conductor of, of the act itself in terms of maneuvers, but that guy can put together an airshow routine. Let's be real. That guy can put together an act. Yeah, totally. He, he, he can put together an act. Um, but yeah, Bill Stein, I mean, uh, I, I'd like to do a celebrity death match between him and Kirby Shamless. First of all, battle of the hairstyles. Okay. That's, that's number one battle of the hairstyles. Yeah. Um, you know, who, who is the better, who has the better hairstyle flying an edge? It would, and who that's celebrity. What's that? Go for it. No, no you I was going to say that that celebrity death match would just be damn like, you know, anybody who doesn't know celebrity death match, just look it up. Uh, otherwise you're not going to understand. We're dating, it, we're dating ourselves. It's like clay figurines and whatever. But um, that celebrity death match would be Kirby and, and Bill. They just walk up to each other and just be super nice. And they yeah. would, and one person would die out of kindness from the other. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> man, what's up? Oh, I love your color changing plane. Oh, cool, man. Congrats on the, and it would just go on and on until somebody was like, oh, you, you got such a big heart. It exploded. So dumb. It's so true though. Yeah. <laughs> I got to watch um, that. That's, uh... that's so funny. No, that I, you know, um, I want to get Kirby on too, but I don't know that that's ever going to happen. Uh, we're trying so hard. I'm trying so hard. Like Kirby, please. If anybody is in an earshot of Kirby Shamless, please give him my number or, or like, get me, give me the ability to get in contact with him personally. Cause I think if, if I had, if I had 30 seconds to tell him about the podcast, he would be super into it because it's not the normal press junket that he's used to. But, um, you think about, you think about edge 540 practitioners and uh, um how long they've been doing it in that airplane bill yeah. stein and kirby chambliss who else nobody nobody there's nobody there's kirby chambliss bill stein and nobody else um and bill is man i i just i was so enamored with his airplane that chameleon paint job edge yeah when i first saw it at salinas as a kid and he's such a good airshow pilot. He's such a good pilot. Yeah. Very underrated, I think, in my opinion. Us, we know him. And I think the more you get to you more, the more you learn of him. And then you hear about these greats that are like, oh my God, Bill Stein is the freaking man. Like you, you know, Rob Rob has said that. Mike has yeah. said that. Um, Eric Tucker has said that. You know, you talk it's even Sammy. I mean, the everybody, nobody um is unwilling to sing the praises of bill stein so i'm hoping to get him on it would just be really fun to to get his uh get his take on a lot of things because he's going to have an interesting perspective on a lot of stuff right yeah yeah i feel like i would have to prepare questions for that one yes i mean i i think i think i would i feel yeah a little bit of uh pressure to do that as well i think i think that's really want to reach out to um chapman again again to back on now that he's an ex air show performer technically and i want to i want to get his take on the booker oh god that's exactly what i was gonna say i really want to get his take on the booker yeah, yeah. we got to talk to him about that um 
Yeah, we get so we get we got we got some we got some um some people that I want to get on to. And I also want to get uh Brayden and Todd from Lift On to talk about um some helmet stuff. Um oh. both both civilian and military that are coming up. And you and I need to talk offline um uh about <laughs> about some some stuff too. But um I think I'm gonna yeah. go far. Yeah. Go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um oh my god. Um, before we, before we, we get out of here, I got to ask you what this, this sky grand prix thing is. Have you uh, listeners? Oh, have you, you, have you seen the, the banners for this? I'm on the website. Um, let me get to it. The it's interesting here. Here. Can I, can I complain about something real quick? We do it a lot on this podcast, so I guess I'll just complain and add it to the list, but yep. you know, something we, we saw this weird announcement from, um, um. Oh my God, I'm blanking on name, but I forgot who else was involved. But Pete McLeod, I think Matt Hall was in it, and Yoshi, um, w- were involved in this like air race thing, but like it's part virtual. Like this season's virtual, and then next season's real. And I'm like, oh my God, guys, don't. What are we doing? You know, this air race bullshit has got to stop. It, just put it to bed. You know, like these. The, it's so weird, but we've got another one. We've got another one, guys. Sky South Grand Africa. Prix um, in South Africa. Um, what I will say with the difference um, between the others in this is the roster. We've got some 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 heavy hitters in here. Um, Nigel Hopkins is a pilot. Patrick Davidson's yeah. a pilot. Um, Odd Lemmerdant is a pilot. Um, and Aaron, Aaron Delio. Yep. Yeah. Mark, Mark Hensman. Hensman. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> These guys are not. Uh, by the way, I did talk to Aaron. Aaron's a really, really nice guy, and he actually reached out and we talked on Facebook. Um, uh, but he's in the states now. Um, for good. Uh, I don't know if it's for good or uh, he's kind of split in time. But uh, he's also um, a little bird told me, little birdie told me that maybe, maybe, or maybe not, an SC has gone into his possession here in the states. Um, it's fucking so annoying for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh just another person that's going to be breaking hearts in 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 the uh, the contest world but you know you got some really good pilots you know uh Nigel obviously a former uh um uh podcast uh guest and and phenomenal pilot Patrick Davidson's uh, somebody that we we're overdue to get on uh we've talked to him and we need to get him on but great pilot so this is interesting um um I also find it very interesting I don't know. So it looks like there's a little history here. If you click on past events, um, they did some stuff in 01 and 02, but it looks to be like a race, a uh, pylon race similar to like a Red Bull. But yeah. um, they've got an event coming up in uh, Durban, South Africa. And I guess it's going to be, hopefully it'll be televised. I don't know, but maybe, um, it, and it's coming up, right? When When is this? Um I'm trying to find it's it's I, oh, did I see it was August? No, no, it's coming up in a couple months. Dang, maybe we uh maybe we can get Nigel back on to talk about this. This might be interesting. Yeah, we well, we should uh I just had it too. It looks like it's going to be June 16th. Sky Grand Prix of Aerobatics. At the uh, Virginia, oh, yeah, yeah. so a single June race 16th. day. Yep. Um, interesting. 
We'll have to see. Uh, you know, I, I I love air racing. I hope it. I hope it works. Me too. Me too. And it doesn't say it doesn't. This doesn't. Uh, I make. Uh, I'm not making any um, claims that this is going to be something bigger that you know, like like some of the other race, like uh, World Air Race, whatever. God, dude, there were so many. I can't even remember all the names. Air Race World Series and uh, air the Air Race or whatever it is now. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm not making any claims that this will be anywhere other than in uh, Durban, South Africa. But hey, it's an air race. Hopefully, it's going to be um, televised in some way, shape, or form. We can watch it live online or something like that. But some some serious pilots that are that are involved. So it'll be kind of fun to watch. Yeah, and, and see go down and um, Siva is. I is, think uh, it would be a, cool a, a the partner. idea that that we had um, on the last podcast or one prior about doing a coast to coast race. Yeah, and like and like following them at like you know it, they'll have pre-planned like airport landings and like it sounds su- super simple for people that are into aerobatics. I get it, but like I think the average person would find it really interesting. You know, like the routes people take and altitudes and you know, I, I think it'd be fun to follow for. Cause it would take all day, if not, you oh. know, some of the night depending on the yeah. type of airplane, but that would be cool to do a coast to coast plane and, and televise it. And I would track that shit all day. I mean, people watch cars going in a circle. Absolutely. So I think that like the problem with air race and it's too complicated for people to comprehend. Like they don't understand nobody, you know, aerodynamics and G and, and, and all this, you know, different types of prop and arc. people don't get that. And yeah. they're just going to flip, they're going to flip it. Yeah. So like, um, having a plane go in a circle or just coast to coast, like simple, keep it simple, stupid. Um, I think it could be uh, marketable and engaging. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. You know, and that could be organized. Like that could be something that can be organized. And, and now with like Facebook live, they could do it and see what the, and, and, and see how it works out. See if people like the, you know, the average person to the average person. I think. Yeah, you know, get people in a bunch of edge five. Get all the old Red Bull guys with whoever's got uh, a Red Bull Edge five forty, and take off from Santa Paula, and whoever makes it to Brookhaven <laughs> Airport first gets a fly cool shit sticker. I love it. You know what? In the spirit of giving, I'm gonna double that. Let's make it. Two you know what? You know what would be cool though is like tell everybody like, all right, you're all launching from Santa Paula. 10 minutes before you launch, we'll give you where you're going on the East coast. And then their team's going to have to like plan the route and coordinate, you know, whatever it is, you know, to make it safely, you know, a safe event or whatever, but like, don't get them like a year to plan out this and like find out the trade wins for that year and month and blah, blah, blah. Like give it, give them where they're going, like in an envelope right before the race or some shit, you know, like make yeah. it, make some, make it dramatic. Yeah. You know, you're going to fly over Area 51, and that's part of the, you have to make it out. <laughs> you, <have> to, <laughs> <laughs> you can't get shot down. If you get shot yeah. down, you lose. Yeah, it'd be like Gulian in his edge flying over Area 51, but he'd be releasing balloons for the F-22 to go after instead. That would be like <laughs> his uh, his strategy. <laughs> you just have a helium tank just launching balloons at the tail. <laughs> or you'd have like an automatic... Um, do like a bubble maker, machine. but it's balloons. 
Yeah, he'd have an automatic <laughs> balloon maker out of the uh, the uh, breather tube out the tail, and it would just keep yes. on putting balloon every like ten seconds. A balloon would be coming out the tail. Of it. I approve <laughs> this message so as much. like flares. <laughs> I approve it. I approve. We have twenty three. Gotta go. Should I go after the airplane or balloon? balloon? Definitely balloon. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like. It sounds so stupid, but like we would fucking watch that shit all day. We watched a stupid rocket go from ground up. I mean, I yeah. get it; it's a rocket; it's got some fire out the ass. But like, it's really like not that. It's 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 great. I get it; it's going up. But like, do people people do these like? It's not complicated. No, but people do these stupid collegiate. They call them air races too, where it's like you get in a one seventy two, and the purpose of the race is how how good you could fucking flight plan to the gallons per hour. To your fuel yeah. stop. That is the most boring, dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. You're telling me that like a bunch of like cooler airplanes, like literally cannonball running across the yes. country. Like, like and, and honestly, like you have an experimental airplane. Like, I'm not saying do anything illegal, but like tell me, tell me Sammy wouldn't fly that edge in the dead of night. Isn't that what the Thompson race was about? What was the coast to coast race back in the uh, 20s and 30s? Uh wasn't it wasn't cannonball run. It was something else, but like yeah, the modern one's like, cannonball or no, no, that was cannonball run. Gunball 3000 is the new one. No, I'm talking right? about back in the 20th air racing in the 20th. Oh. Race, they had, I think it was um, the Thompson trophy or something, right? That sounds or right. That the, Thompson air race know, trophy. Yeah. I, I don't know a lot about the history of that. So I'm sorry for people that, um, if I'm insulting it, but, um, but yeah, like a coast to coast race, you know, and don't, let these fucking stupid airplanes run like relentless that have like you know eight cylinders 13 to one that are gonna fucking blow up and and put a stain on it like just keep it fuck you know what red bull did with their edges like stop you know put a, a tag on the motor so you can't fuck with the motor make it safe like that and um and you know let them run you know because you know that some asshole with like a billion dollars is going to come in and be like what is it we could do it there's no rule against me buying a million dollar engine and having like you know so-and-so like elon musk build this ship for me like it's like okay you win like the guy who does stole who's like got like some stupid stole plane that wins every year yeah <laughs> you know like the one like, with the, the one with like cut off fabric on the fuselage and like it's got a 900 horsepower nitrous turbo fucking yeah, rotax like, on it good job man you're awesome yeah. you're cool so cool you, you took off so in three cool, feet it's Save like some pussy for high, the rest it's of like, us like, yeah, it's like the kid in high school who like his rich daddy like buys him like some sick car and he thinks he's gonna get laid because of it. It's like, dude, stop fucking revving your motor and go play with your fucking Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Stop wearing Corvette gloves. Yeah. Mama. But um whatchamacallit? Like, yeah, just make it fair. You know, not fair, but like just keep it limited to like people not being idiots, you know, with with you know, dominating it. So it's actually a race and have some classes. Like you can even do like a cub class at that rate, you know, and like, you know, to do a warbird class. Well, well there's certainly shit. the ability to do different classes. You can't have like an all out, you know, like cub against an F1. Or I mean, yeah. I'm a, uh, an F18 like playing like class. Like I would do that would be, and it's so simple. It's coast to coast. Like, and it's like, I would be more in tune to like watching that than I gotta be honest. I'd probably be more attentive to that than the areas. Cause I've watched the areas and like, after a couple of them, I'm like, all right, 
<laughs> yeah. Whatever. There's only two going at a time. Like, and they did the ghost thing, you know, with the ghost plane tracker. And like, that was a little bit better. But like, I don't know, man. There was a lot of fast forwarding going on at the uh, Petroselli household. <laughs> so, yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Um, I, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, and it's a lot cheaper than than what these guys are spending money on at Reno. Like what what Rare Bear and um, Strega and all that shit. What they were spending on, like God, oh, tons of money. And they were having like legit like life and death scenarios. Oh, absolutely. And you know, if, if again, marketing's everything. You know, you talk about these air show venues making money. Ra Ra, which is the Reno Air Race Association. Um, has not been a benchmark in money making business ven- ventures. Um, yeah. but you could market a, a coast to coast race, televise it, ha- and you, honestly, even have it be interactive and then get huge sponsors. And everybody's like, gonna want to put their name on it. Have a board of people like me, you, the Don, how obviously Rob Hollandays. And like, if somebody wants to come in who's gonna do that stupid shit with their motor and just try to like who's got like unobtainium this and you know a billionaire who's gonna just dominate like with that and it's you know not make it fair for people who are like average sellers like don't let them race yeah like sorry but sorry buddy um no yeah no yeah out of here yeah i mean i think i think we should do the color commentating for it i and i think um we should get paid a lot of money Yes. I'm trying to get on a first name basis at my Rolex dealer. Yeah. And as cliche as it sounds, as a cliche as it sounds, we definitely need the Mexican soccer dude just to be screaming. (laughs) Goal! Yeah. Yeah. Landing! (laughs) Engine exploded! (laughs) I actually like that a lot. That's a good idea. God, we have good ideas. We have great ideas. But like, Dude, imagine that shit. Like, people watch the fucking like twenty four hours of Daytona, and it's at night. All you see is headlights. Absolutely. All you see is headlights and red brake pads. If you're like, just fucking awesome, and so maybe some fire shooting out the exhaust. You can't even see the cars half the time, and think... you don't even know where they're going because you can't even see the road. And they're just like fucking like, and and people watch that for twenty four hours. We can Literally. do it. We could do the Rolex twenty four hour coast to coast air race. Sponsored by Rolex. That way we get Rolexes. And then um, we commentate on it. And it's literally 24 hours long, but that's the limit. If you don't make it in 24 hours, you're cut off, no matter what airplane you're flying. So obviously you're going to have, you know, airplanes that can make it in, you know. Oh, my God. Eight hours. But like the classes, like you're in a you're in a freaking cub, dude. You're flying a Jenny. You better make it in 24 hours. You better figure out a way. Yeah. To make it across the country in 24 hours. And you know what? I didn't mean to be rich. I mean, I didn't mean to be rich. I didn't mean to be mean to our rich friends, but we can have a rich friend class or, or a rich people class and they would race for pinks or, or race for uh, pinks. <laughs> yeah. Like, but like you can't enter a Gulf stream. Like it, 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 it has to be like, you know, almost want to limit it to, I don't know. There's nothing. It's not exciting. We just wouldn't give them TV coverage, but they would just be on the list. But it wouldn't even be exciting. Like how? Yeah, it, you're right. You're right. You know, yeah. like, like an L39 versus a, a glass. We can have a, mili- we can have know, a military cool. jet. We can have a military jet contractor class. Like you'd get For, like yes, 
we you get Draken, you get the military. Great Collier, the T thirty three. Yeah, you yeah, just like stupid jets, like whoever just bought that F sixteen, you know. Like, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh my god! Right? Yeah. There's a couple civilian oh. F fives out there. A couple A fours. Like Hell get them yeah. in the mix. Get get a military class. You get you, if you got major sponsors for that, dude. What about if we did like a hundred thousand dollar purse for each class? You know, that's not, I know that's a lot of money, but that's like, yeah. if we did five or six classes, you're talking about half a million or a little over half a million dollars in, in purse money. We could raise that for, uh, dude, you get major sponsors for this. Come on. I'm telling you, yeah, like incredible. I would all those, put it on Hulu. Those, I applaud like those guys that did the, that got Huntington beach yeah, on um, Hulu. Those guys, yeah. I, I don't forget their names, but like, bravo. That's fucking incredible. Let's pivot. <laughs> Dude, it goes to ghost raid. Honestly. That'd be more fun. We should. Uh, dude, we should talk to them. I love it. And we need to. Well, we need to copyright. We need to. We need to lock this idea. And somebody's going to steal it. And I'm going to be really pissed. But Dude, imagine it's a great idea. It's, I would love it. And I want to get like. The Rob Ryder headset too with the big boom mic. Oh yeah. The huge I want not only do I want the big boom mic, but I want the I want the ridiculous mic muff. Yes. I want it to and cover then, half of my face. Yes. And then when we interview people on the ground, I want the Bob Barker mic. Right you are, Jeff. Back to yeah. you. And don't forget to spay and new to your cats. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that was a close one. Back to you, Jeff. See, I'm practicing. I'm, yeah. I'm, I can nail this. I'm good. I'm good at this. Dude, we're gonna we're gonna do this. Yeah, and like I would, I wanted to keep it classy. Like I'm not gonna like. Oh my god! I almost just called out. <laughs> you gotta be careful. <laughs> like you know, like a suit. I want to be you know, like uh, yeah, business casual. Yeah. You know what I mean, maybe we'll dress like Bill Stein. Yes, that's a look. You know, we'll just uh, that's a look. Yeah, no, just dress like Bill Stein. Just do uh, Tommy Bahama. You know what I mean? And then like, because it's such a simple thing to do relatively, like to fly coast to coast. Can you imagine like you get Indiana Jones to do it too? Harrison Ford. He would do that shit. He would do it. Be landing on taxiways left and right, but he would do that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's not a taxiway that guy hasn't seen. We've directed your route. We've directed your route over 12 golf courses and airports that have 50 foot wide taxiways. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be good. (laughs) We we found every airport in the country that has a taxiway that parallels a runway. Oh my God. And then like, yeah, like can you imagine like, and it's so simple. It's so simple, but it's so entertaining for a pilot. I don't know. For me, at least. I'd watch it because it, it'd be interesting to see how people navigate or, or maybe we, we can, make it. You can tune hours. in and out all day, but you can make like, it 12 hours, watch a little bit and then like go do something and then come back. It's not like you're going to miss that much, but yeah, maybe like somebody had like a bad nag and had to like divert or there was yeah. weather that popped up, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. You get weather mechanicals, you know, like you see these teams that like really want to win a hundred grand, you know, that have like a, a Lance air. Yeah. Um, you, you see, like, maybe they, they put support teams out um, and make them across the country. Through, they'd have to go direct 
JFK so that you'd make them fly through JFK at like the busiest time and get diverted like five times. <laughs> you know, like, can you imagine <laughs> if we put on it? Dude, we're the promoters, right? We're, we're the sanctioning body. We, we created this whole thing. We're so, we, we did it. We, we overcame everything and we put this thing on. It's amazing. And we send a bunch of GA yokels through JFK's airspace. Oh my God. The best would be like, can you imagine if like there was like a Booker class, a Booker class, and Matt Chapman's just like fucking crushing it? He's like, just goggles on. He's coming across, he's got to go direct JFK and and say the the final destination is Calverton out here on Long Island, you know, Grumman facility. And like he's about to go into, he's in JFK, and all of a sudden the Don comes on as the ATC controller. Like the Don got, he's like, uh, Zero Mike Charlie, you're going to have to uh, hold just south <laughs> and just make him circle until everybody passes him. They're like, okay, you're clear direct, Calvin. <laughs> slow to your slowest <laughs> speed, please. Yeah. And you know it would be the Don because he'd have that Boston accent. <laughs> <laughs> we want you to go slower than the cars on the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> God. It's hysterical. Yeah, like some people would be paying off ATC controllers to divert their competitors. That'd be hysterical. Oh, it would be really fun to watch that. Oh my god. Yeah. I imagine mean, if this I wouldn't even be upset if somebody stole this idea and made billions out of it. Because I know I would never have like the energy to put this all together. So like I'd be like, oh at least I get to launch it. <laughs> yeah. God. Oh my god. I love uh, it. I love it. Um, before we wrap up here, um, <laughs> I got to promote Tracy, the Northern California Aerobatic Contest. And I got to say, I got to give a shout out to, uh, Dean Hickman Smith, um, to Jake Carter, to Joey Bowflex, um, who are, are, are helping out with the show, um, CD assistant CD and, and helping promote the show, um, their banner okay so the, the um northern air uh, northern california aerobatic contest june first uh, through third i think we had talked shit about their original name and they changed it but i don't know if it was because of us but either way it's changed and yay you know northern california yay. aerobatic contest is very uh it's very sterile and and procedural but i think it's a better name what was the, what was it? silicon valley smash or i don't know some shit but um uh, either way, June 1st through 3rd, Tracy, California guys at uh, TCY Airport. The banner I really like uh, because it uh, says free public viewing Ooh. and food trucks and music. Those are all like the, the, the three best things that an aerobatic contest, public viewing, food trucks and music. So um, if you're within an earshot of this podcast and you're um, not going to compete and you're not even a pilot. And you, but you love this stuff, or you are a pilot, and you just want to come hang out. Go hang out at Tracy June uh, June first through third. Uh, pretty cool. Um, love it. I will be there more than likely. I'm hoping that I'll be there. Uh, so uh, come come hang out and say hi. But uh, that's pretty cool. Free free public yeah. viewing is not something you often see on an IAC contest poster. So yeah. um, I want to see more of that. Awesome. Um, love it. Yeah. Anything else before we, we GTFO? No, I'm good. I'm going to go uh, back to the grind, maybe fly a little bit, take a leak. And uh, yeah. <laughs> nice, dude. Uh, fly good, don't suck. That's for sure. <laughs> Speaking of which, fly good merch. Guys, go buy some fly good merch right now. Yeah. Go to flygoodmerch.com. Use the promo code ACRO, 
AKRO at checkout for 10% off. God, that was a good segue. God, I'm just, yeah. I'm the freaking segue master. Okay. You're an angel. Really You're good. an angel. I am. I'm the songbird of our generation. Basically segueing everything so perfectly today, but absolutely. Um, uh, you received your shirt yesterday. I got my shirt yesterday and I, or the day before and I wore it yesterday. I love it. Um, it's awesome. And it's the, um, trademarked or copyrighted one-stop shop for fly. Good, uh, fly good. Don't suck merch. Yeah. I'm going to open mine up tonight. I, uh, I got the pack. I just didn't open up yet, but, um, I'm pumped. Yeah. Pumped Everybody saw I wore it yesterday. I dig it. I dig it. Um, that's awesome. Go support them. Go support flygoodmerch.com. Uh, lift aviation guys, go support lift aviation. They're a great company. They support us. They support you. They support aerobatics. Um, liftaviationusa.com <laughs> yeah it, it, throwing them out there at all the air show performers use the promo code fly cool shit at checkout for 25 percent off um i did talk to brayden before the podcast um they're having a bogo on kneeboards and flight caps so if you were on the fence and you got a buddy split the costs get two kneeboards for the price of one two flight caps for the price of one i do love the kneeboard um i can't use it in the extra it just it gets in my way i'm uh i i put it on my um, I'm left-handed, so I put it on my right knee so I can actually reach over and write, and then my hand gets in the way with the stick. So um, unfortunately, it doesn't work for me in the extra, but um, it's a fantastic knee board that I would use. You know, I'd use it in a normal airplane for sure. Absolutely. Um, but they're buy one, get one free. So if you want a couple we'll knee boards, one. go buy one, go sell, go sell the second one, give it to a friend, let them try it. Flight caps also. Um, also a free t-shirt with every $50 purchase. So. Use the promo code, 25% off. Spend more than 50 bucks, you also get a free t-shirt. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Go check them out. Can't go wrong. Can't, Can't go, wrong. go wrong. Nope. Go buy a t-shirt from us. Flycoolshit.com slash merch. Go uh, go wear, uh, you know, you're legally aware, allowed to wear a shirt that says shit on it if you're supporting the podcast. That's what's cool. So it says <laughs> Flycoolshit right on it, and um, it says the word shit. And if you're into that, buy a shirt. And you can just be yeah. like, you know, that's what's fun. Like, uh, this is a, a weird another segue, but um, <laughs> big ass fans is is a literal. That's the name of a fan company, big ass fans, and it's a picture of a donkey as their logo logo, and it's cool. So you could, like you don't want your kids to swear, but if you want to get uh, a rise out of your wife, you can say, hey, guess what? This company is called Big Ass Fans. You could do the same thing with our shirts. You know this. The podcast is called Fly Cool Shit. It's not swearing if it's a name. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that's uh, written somewhere. So. Don't shoot Go the messenger. Shirt. Yeah, don't. I'm just. I'm just delivering the info, you know. But um, that's pretty much it. I think next week. Uh, <laughs> that was a lot of it. <laughs> that was a lot of it. I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, I'll save my my interesting spin training story for next week, and then uh, um, we didn't even get it. I we I, I bought an Insta 360 One X3 camera that I've been kind of testing out and um comparing. Yeah. Um, uh, we got to talk about that, but uh, yes. I'm I'm feeling a little bit better about some things. But initial initial tests were not the most favorable. But I think I've overcome some of the gremlins. But uh, we'll talk about that because um, I, I I actually really like the camera overall. Uh, I, I think it's a pretty good camera, and I, I was a total GoPro um, ecosystem user. Um, so using the Insta has been a new experience. But um, a lot of people are starting to use the Insta. You know, uh, Marco Bao is using his. Uh, in the Sukhoi and it's really good. It gives a really good view uh, when you can zoom out and you can see uh, everything yeah. he's doing in the cockpit that his videos are fun. And by the way, he's, I think he's flying his ass off. 
is looking pretty good. Um, yeah, that's a whole other topic, man. We got a got so much more to talk about. Got a lot of content. A lot of content, baby. A lot of content. Um, you go fly and crush it, and go provide some more content so we can talk about it next week. And and we'll we'll talk to you all next week, guys. See you later. Later. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 